0: Okay, wonderful people. So today we are going to talk about how do you save a relationship after you're already separated, after one of you is, you know, already gone, maybe moved out, separated. How do you bring a relationship back together once it's reached that point?
1: So stay tuned.
2: You're talking about putting your fuck parts in my head where my brain lives. You know,
1: in nature, only a handful of creatures made for life.
2: But isn't that like...
1: We can't do this 24 hours a day, seven days a week.
2: Why not? The safety word is banana. It is so refreshing to be with someone who likes to fuck outside the box. Here at Touch of Flavor, we teach non-monogamous folks how to overcome their obstacles and build thriving relationships.
1: This podcast is about answering one question. How do you create loving, passionate, secure relationships outside the box, even if nothing has ever worked before? If you want to know the answer, you are in the right place.
2: All of this information is 100% free, so please subscribe to and review our podcast.
1: All right, everybody. So welcome to the show. Um, I'm, well, I'm going to say we're excited, but I'm honestly more excited about this than Cassie. But we are trying, for those of you watching video, a different format. So we used to podcast like face-to-face with each other. Which I personally find easier conversation-wise.
2: Yeah, I think it's
0: it's good for the chit chat back and forth. I don't know how I feel about this setup just yet.
1: Yeah. Well, we so we we um when we went to video, we went side by side, and somebody a while back was like, "I really like missed the dynamic." or not miss the dynamic, but like, I really think it would be helpful, you know, like more engaging for you two to be talking to each other instead of like sitting next to each other, talking to a camera. We were like, that sounds like a great idea. And we tried it and we did not have the tech. My, my laptop was like a 2015 and it couldn't handle it. Um,
0: so we've it upgraded like broke down like three times. Oh my God.
1: It was so bad. <laughs> it was Everything got so out of sync. We did all this recording and then like, we couldn't use any of it. So, uh, we've upgraded, I've upgraded my laptop now. And so there's probably going to be a couple kinks to work out, like camera placement and stuff like that. Um, but this is cool because I get to actually look at you when I'm talking, which personally I find a lot easier to pick up on like the body language of who's talking when looking at you versus looking at a tiny you on a screen sitting next to me. It's really disorienting.
0: Yeah, it's it it, it creates the challenge that when we're recording and also usually we're not like because it's, like, this big, you know, it's this little tiny square, there's also, like, we're away from the, the monitor, and we're both kind of, like, trying to signal to each other underneath of things, like, are you going? Am I going?
1: We have little hand signals. It does not <laughs> um, work as well.
0: And then, you know, you have to pay attention to below the screen, and then, of course, our notes are always, like, up on the screen and stuff. So, it's it's it's, it's it turns into a thing.
1: So, we're going to try this. And see how it works. Like I said, maybe a couple of bugs to work out in the process, but I'm I'm excited to try it. So and with that, we're going to go for a bit more conversational like we used to be able to do in the podcast <laughs> and see how that rolls. So uh what I had wanted to talk about Cassie was, you know, one question that we've been getting a lot lately as far as people coming through on calls, clients even, is What if we're already separated? You know, what if my partner has already kind of tapped out? Maybe they're still in the house and they've just told me that they're done, or maybe they've actually left and they've moved out. Like, what do I do? How does that work? Is it possible to make things work? What does that even look like? And so I wanted to address that for people because that's a spot that a lot of people are in. Mm -hmm. And I thought maybe we should start with. Um, I don't know, like how would you define separated in this context?
0: Oh, um, I would define, so like how we're going to explain it through the podcast, right? Yeah. How we're going to be defining it. I would define separated as the decision to not be coupled has been made and there has been movement to uh, disentangle, mm. not necessarily fully moved out or gone yet, but there is plans and movement for disentanglement. That's that's what I would call separated.
1: Yeah. And this gets really tricky, right? Because people have this thought of, okay, well, if my partner has made that decision, is it possible to save things, right? And like, what does that process look like? Because, you know, we talk all the time about Well, one person can raise the level of a relationship, you know, a third of our clients tend to come through and they're superheroes who are embracing their power and saving their relationships on their own. But is it possible when one person has already checked out and how is it possible, right? So I wanted to talk about that a bit today and we can kind of start with the is it possible? I think, and go from there.
0: So the answer to that is yes. Like we've had clients where one of the partners had even moved out, right? Um, I'm thinking of clients of ours who just graduated, um, who they were when they got on a breakthrough call with us and had a conversation, they were in a place where, um, he had moved out. He, he had gotten another place Um, she was still in the house that they had, but there was like plans to possibly sell that house over the next little bit. Um, to a point where like, they're actually like in the process of discussing selling the house with like other realtors and things like
1: that. They had a divorce spreadsheet.
0: They had a divorce spreadsheet, (laughs) um, which was really funny to talk about after the fact, right? Like now it's a joke, right? Like, oh my gosh, we had this whole spreadsheet, but at the time that's terrifying. Right. We're sitting down and we are literally mapping out what the end of our relationship is going to look like in detail by expense. Right. So they're 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 mapping that out and and everything. And yet, you know, after working with us, they are now living together again. He moved back in and they're on their boat, um, going and sailing around and and doing all kinds of fun adventures. So there is the ability to turn that around, right? There is that ability to go from a place of this is it, we're done, we're planning it, we're even in the process of making steps to finalize it and turn things around.
1: Well, and this is kind of how I think of this with people, right? Which is, because you know, anybody who's coming to us and they're talking to us, you know, when people get on the phone, you know, we have hundreds of these calls a year with people where we we talk about their relationships and what's going on. And really, at the end of the day, with, with few exceptions, most people are getting on the call and they're wondering, like, will this work? Like, is my relationship savable? And is this the thing that will save it? And, you know, the truth of the matter is, yeah, being separated does change the arithmetic on it a little bit. Because if we have a couple and they're both here and they're on the call, and there isn't some like circumstance where like, you know, maybe one person just has, uh, you know, like maybe they're first moving into non-monogamy and one person just has this huge moral abduction that they don't know if they're going to be able to get over. Right. Short of that, like if we have a couple here and they're both willing to do the work, right. And they're ready to show up committed and coachable and resourceful, like a hundred percent, they can get the outcome. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Which isn't to say everybody gets the outcome. You have people who like, you know, get, you know, I'm thinking of a couple of people who are, like, You know, like they get and start doing the work and all of a sudden the guy decides like, eh, you know, I think I'm going to pack up and move across the country and just, I actually don't really want this to work. Like, sure, then it won't work, right? Or people who do the opposite of what we say. But short of that, Mm -hmm. like people show up committed, coachable, resourceful, they get the outcome. Mm -hmm. One person comes in and they have a partner who is still invested in the relationship, doesn't want to leave, right? Wants the relationship to work, then that one person can raise the level when you're separated it gets foggier right because the truth of the matter is you know you can change yourself you can learn all the skills the tools everything that you need and you can have a really good chance in a lot of cases to make that relationship work but obviously at the same time nobody can you know like put a gun to your partner's head and make them stay in relationship with you so when i'm talking to people in that situation You know, what I, what I, you know, first is like, okay, how realistic a chance is there of making this work? And then, you know, then there has to be a discussion of, okay, so knowing that, you know, you have this good of a chance, but not a sure thing, why is it important to you, anyways? Like, what's it going to do for you to learn and grow the way that you need to, to make this relationship work? Is it so that, you know, you leave knowing? you did everything you can and you can, you know, live without regrets. Is it so you can kind of like hold your head high and look at yourself in the mirror? Is it so that, you know, um, you know, you, you knew you did everything you could to avoid a divorce. Is it so that you can take those tools and skills to your next relationship? If, if God forbid, I I have this God forbid language, it's funny because I'm not religious. Mm -hmm. Like if God forbid this one fails, right? Like, why is it so? It really becomes a discussion instead of like, sure, absolutely, you can get from A to B if you're committed coach one resourceful. It becomes, well, you can probably get this, like you can, you know, possibly or probably save this relationship, right? Um, but here's what you definitely can do. So, why is that important?
0: Yeah, and and the answer is going to be different. For different people. And it's okay if it is a different answer, right? If it is, I want to be able to help hold my head up high after this relationship, or if, um, I recognize that maybe I wasn't, I wasn't the best partner I could have been in this relationship, right? Maybe I didn't show up the way I needed to. And I want to be a better, stronger partner, in the next relationship I have, right? Like I want to save this one, but if I can't save this relationship, I want to know that I'm not going to end up in the same situation again in my next relationship or the relationship after that one, and so on.
1: And so that's the. Is it possible? Is there anything else you want to say about the is it possible side? Mm,
0: I have something, but I think I'm going to wait.
1: Okay, because I want to move into because I think it kind of blows people's mind. Where like I don't understand. How it's possible. And this is something that we can't teach in a in an episode, right? Like this is something, I mean, the details of this, the skills that you need, you know, first off, it's it's somewhat different for every every relationship. Secondly, is this is it's a lot more in-depth. Like we work with people over 10 weeks to accomplish this. But what we can do, and what I want to do is give people a really high level of the idea, just because I think a lot of people just can't even conceptually grasp how it's possible to, uh, to make this work. And I kind of want to start from this framework, right? Which is, this is what you have to think about, right? Your partner is with you. You've been together for however long, right? Because they love you. There was good stuff there. They wanted to build a future, all of this stuff. And when a partner is tapping out, right, really what that means is I'm, I'm feeling hopeless. Like I'm feeling hopeless that this can work. I'm feeling hopeless really at the end of the day that I can get what I want and I need from this relationship. Right. So that's the dynamic in place with a partner who is separating, right? It's like, I loved you. I still love you probably.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Right. But I'm, We've just been back and forth and I'm I'm getting hopeless that I can get what I want and need from this relationship.
0: It's kind of the, I love you, but I can't trope, right? That you see in movies, right? It's like, I love you. I want this to work, but I just can't anymore. Or I don't see a path forward. It's that hopelessness. It's that, that not being able to believe that there's a way that this can work, where I'm going to be happy and you're going to be happy.
1: And so- Here's what you need to understand about that though, right? Because this is what people don't think about. So your partner's doing this because they, they're feeling hopeless about getting what they want to need. Okay. But for the most part, if they can get that from you, they would prefer it, right? Like, you know, you're talking and I'm just going to use, you know, because a lot of people come to us, have been together a long time, you know, have kids, a lot of them are married, share a home, that kind of thing. Not everybody, but Some combination of those dynamics we see in a lot of folks. So if I can get what I want to need from a person I already love, right? From a person that I care about without going through, you know, a divorce that's going to cost me $50,000 plus, without selling my home, without traumatizing my kids, without losing the future that I planned, without uprooting my entire life and starting completely over from scratch, Nine out of 10 people are going to prefer to get that from you if it's possible. They just don't have hope. But that dynamics in the background where, but they would prefer it.
0: Yeah. they And, and that's the thing. Like for the most part, many times, like I'm not saying there isn't small cases. But for the most part, when you have relationships that have been entwined and have been going for years, where there is this history of love, the people in that relationship value that relationship and love each other, right? They they want that relationship. It is that hopelessness.
1: And so with that, Okay so so you have this background of your partner would want it to work but they're hopeless. Okay so what is it you can actually do from this place of being separated then to create hope and to make a change. And there's a bit of a process and like I said so we're going to we're going to talk about that at a really at a pretty high level here. So do you want to start or do you want me to start?
0: Um can I put a little bit of like the way you think about it no, behind it.
1: You can't. It's my show. I'm the boss. Everybody knows that.
0: Um, So before we kind of get into like the high overview of like getting into things, I think it's really important to think of it from the side of the thinking that you need to put into it, right? To do these things. And when I'm talking to our clients, you know, you're already here. Right. The situation is what it is, and in as difficult of a situation as it might be, right? It is what you have. Right. You have the cards that you have now been kind of dealt, but also that you've been dealing yourself for however many years the challenges have been there. And going into this, the separation, the discussions around breakup, that this is now a new opportunity. And what I mean by that is this gets to be the place that you mark as the point where you're going to make change. This is the place where I am no longer going to keep letting things go downward, right? I'm going to take this as the, the big sign that I needed to step up. And I think that is the first step in this whole thing is recognizing that this is as hard of a place that it is an opportunity for you to shift what you've been doing wrong, that you have not been doing right, and that you have not been uh, stepping up and being that, that partner, that person, right? That human, that the person that you've been with has been needing you to be, and maybe that you've been needing to be for yourself. So I think it's just important to kind of start from that place that Yes, it's scary. Yes, it's awful. But this is also an opportunity to have sort of that springboard of change.
1: Well, and that that does go into the first piece of this process, right? Is once you decide that, right, the actual process looks like, number one, becoming the kind of partner that you need to be to have this relationship, right? We just said your partner's hopeless. Um, well, I'll interject another thing here, too, which is, I, I think this would go without saying, but... If your partner is in a place of being hopeless, first off, nothing's going to change unless you're willing to step up and be the one who changes it. Like, that Mm -hmm. just goes without saying. A partner who has tapped out, like, I mean, you know, you have a choice at that point. You can either fix it yourself or you can wait for them to do it with you, which is a long wait for a train that isn't coming. And meanwhile, every day that you're separated, you're going further apart and less likely to fix it. Right. So, number one, you have to be willing to do this on your own. But from that place, the actual process looks like, first, you have to grow into that partner you need to be to have a healthy, thriving relationship, right? We just said, really, your partner's hopeless that you they can get what they want and need from you in this relationship. Well, the first step to giving them hope and to healing the relationship is changing that dynamic. And this is the first piece when we have clients who come to us who are separated that we work with them on really, I mean, anybody that comes Mm -hmm. to us, this piece, right? Is how do you become the kind of partner you need to be to give your partners what they want to need to have amazing relationships? How do you learn to communicate? How do you learn to get over your jealousy? Um, How do you learn to give your partner that love and connection and intimacy and affection and stability that they need? How do you become that person who is capable of having happy, healthy relationships and giving your partner what they needed and wanted that they haven't been getting.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's, it's becoming that person, you know, when we, when we talk to folks, the big thing that we tell our clients, the ones who are coming in as couples is that relationships shift by the people in them shifting. And most likely if you're in this place, it's because you and your partner haven't been shifting, right? Because you haven't been improving and changing. And so that big first step is you doing the work to become that person, right? To be the person who's going to have a thriving relationship, right? It's not, oh, you have thriving relationships and then you become the person. It's it's you have to become the person to create those kind of relationships.
1: And so from there, you're in a place where you have now become the person. But here's the problem, like you're still separated. So what do you do? So the next piece, and I'll let you really talk about this again from a high level, is you have to find opportunities to showcase that change, right, to demonstrate to your partner that you have become a different person that there is hope that they can get what they want and need from this relationship with you instead of tearing it all down and completely rebuilding somewhere else.
0: Yeah, so that means in conversations, that means in interactions that you're showing up as that person, right? If you know, you've always had and I'll use jealousy as an example, if you've always had jealousy and have had, you know, big issues with that, it's now when you're having that discussion with your partner or when you're trading off you know the kids or whatever, right and they mentioned that they've had their their partner over the night before, that they see that you're handling that, right um, they see that you're communicating with them differently when you're having conversations because here's the thing when we separate out from somebody, especially if they're still in the house, right? you're going to be communicating with them and then you have to show up. Different. You can't just be saying, "Oh, I'm doing the work. I'm going to be a different person." You actually have to show up and show that through the interactions that you're having with that person. Whether it is the shift in the communication, whether it is the ability to, uh, you know, handle your emotions and shift the way that you have done things before. Right? You have to show up to the conversations, the interactions, as this new you. Right.
1: And a lot of people are like, well, you know, but but we're separated. Like, how do I find those, those interactions? And this is different for everybody, right? This is something that we, we work with each individual person on. But the truth of the matter is, in most cases, you're going to have opportunities. Very rarely is it that a partner completely cuts off all contacts and never speaks to you again. And in a lot of cases, right, you know, especially the more entwined you were, the more you have to interact. Like, if you were married, if nothing else, you have to interact through the divorce process, Mm -hmm. right? Um, But it's more than that. Like, if you are still living together, you have to interact in the home. If you have kids, you have to interact over the kids. You have to interact over assets and, you know, all the day-to-day responsibilities of the places your lives were entwined. And a lot of the times, the truth of the matter is, even outside of those things, you haven't completely cut off contact with each other, right? So, again, it's different for everybody, but you find those opportunities, however narrow a door that may be. And then this is the third piece, which is, well, uh, actually, it's still kind of the second. But as you have those interactions, as your partner starts to see you change and see that they can get what they want and become a little more hopeful, that door, however slight, tends to open a little more Mm -hmm. and a little more and a little more. And now you're acting a little more and a little more and a little more. And you can showcase the new you a little more and a little more and it builds and it builds and it builds. And then the third piece is once you've done that, having the skills to take advantage of the opportunity and to know how to rebuild a relationship.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's, not the i wouldn't say the top piece because i feel like all three are um incredibly important but that is the piece that a lot of folks lack on right is they're like okay so i've gotten gotten a grip i've gotten you know that trust built back because that's really what it is it's your your partner building trust in your interactions in your relationship and then you don't actually know how from there to build a relationship back up in a healthy way. And that's where a lot of folks end up slipping is not knowing how to, okay, we're back on the same page. We have the trust back to do this. How do we not build a relationship that just falls into the same patterns that we were in before, right? Because we're human and it's really easy for us to do that. And to slip back into our old patterns.
1: And then the last piece, once you know that is, you know, really now you're talking at a point of, okay, Like I've grown into that person. I've created the trust where, you know, I've taken advantage of the opportunities, created the trust, reestablished my, my relationship. And a lot of people stop there and they're missing one critical step, which is you have to know how to keep from falling back to that Mm -hmm. place that you were again. And that's absolutely critical because it's so, it's so easy to be in a place. Why are you taller than me? What's up with that? (laughs) It's so easy. Everybody knows I'm much taller than you. It's so yes, easy. You're
2: like two inches.
1: <laughs> it's so easy to be in a place. <laughs> right there. It's so easy to be in a place where you know, you, you rebuilt everything, but you don't know how to maintain it, right? And now over time, you're creeping back into those old patterns, right? Mm-hmm. Or you're hitting another bump that mm-hmm. you don't know how to deal with. and you're falling back. So the fourth piece is really just having the skills, the tools, the strategy, the support to maintain a relationship. <laughs> Once you have rebuilt it, but really folks like at a high level, that's it. And like I said, I wanted to put mm-hmm. this out because I think a lot of people, because they don't understand, like have like an idea of how it's possible. It then makes them feel hopeless about fixing mm-hmm. it. And people sit on their hands. And like, if you're in a spot where you've separated, this is the most critical time, not to. To sit on your hands. Because like I said, every single day that goes by, you know, it's one thing to intentionally take a little bit of space with a plan to fix things. With a plan to fix things. I want to throw that in because even most people don't do that. They think that the space is the plan to fix things. No. (laughs) Right. But the thing is, any time that you are separated without a plan to fix things, every day that goes by you lower your chance of repairing things. And so people get paralyzed because they get in this place where they're like, well, it's just not possible, right? You know, it's not possible. And, um, you know, like, I don't see how it can be done. But that's why I wanted to put out, like, you know, just kind of tell people how it is possible, right? Because if you're in that place, you need to understand it is possible and you need to like right now work to start fixing things to make things better.
0: Oh yeah, this is a moment when you and your partner have started this process of separating your your disentangling, you um are taking those steps. Now is the time to build a plan and and be set on how are you going to make this work? How are you going to try to to heal this, right? Cuz as, you know, as Joshua said, like you are going to be in a place where the longer you go, the more time And space and things like that, that are there, the harder it is going to be to be able to do the steps that we just talked about. You know, the more space that's created, the harder it is to get the space to show your new self, right? That clock starts ticking. Like at the point where we've decided or your partner has decided that we're separated, that clock starts ticking. And the further out you get, the harder it is to wheel things back in.
1: So if you are in that place and you want to start working on that, even if you're like, how savable is this? Like, what is the possibility here? Right? Reach out. We help people through this all the time. And, you know, happy to talk to you and, and go over, not just, you know, how that would look in your relationship and come up with a plan to make that happen, but also to tell you, okay, like how what is the possibility of saving this? Cause that's something, if you're in that place that you really want to know. Right. And so what you can do, you can go to um, a touch of forward slash talk. All right. That'll take you to our calendar page, grab up a time, you know, one of us or somebody from our team will hop on at that time that you picked, um, you know, it'll take you to a little form, fill that out so we can prepare for your call, but it'll be, you know, the best hour you've spent on your relationships and we'll dive into, you know, exactly again, like how savable is this? What would that look like? And um, you know, if you need help to get there, we can talk about that as well. Right. But like I said, a touch of flavor.com forward slash talk. Other thing, like I said, we're experimenting with this format. Um, and this format's going to be, you know, back to, you know, a little more conversational because it is easier like this. Oh, yeah. Um, a little more conversational, probably a little shorter. Um, drop uh, something in the comments um you know if you're watching this and just let us know what you think um how you like this format it's good for us to know not saying it's gonna 100 percent make our decision for us but uh the data points are obviously good okay anything else you want to throw in there
2: no just we'll see you next show
1: all right everybody like i said touchflavor.com forward slash talk and uh we'll see you next week Thanks for tuning into today's show. We release new episodes every week, so make sure to subscribe.
2: If you're ready to transform your relationship and you'd like to see if you're a fit to work with us, here's what I want you to do next. Head over to atouchofflavor.com forward slash talk and book an appointment to speak with our team. We'll get on the phone with you for about an hour and we'll get you crystal clear on three things. What's really not working in your relationships, what your dream relationships would look like, and a step-by-step plan to close the gap and save your family, even if nothing has worked before.
1: We talk with hundreds of non-monogamous folks like you every year, and here's the truth. Building loving, thriving relationships, that doesn't happen on its own. You need expert guidance make that happen and unfortunately when you are building relationships outside the box that's impossible to find and we get it but that's exactly what we do we've helped clients all over the world save their families get the passion back and become best friends again
2: so if you want to see if we can help you do the same head over to atouchofflavor.com forward slash talk i'm cassie
1: and i'm josh let's talk soon